Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Today, we're going to talk about briefly the visible presence of God. You know, uh, Moses wanted to see God. Moses had a desire. He wanted to know who he was serving, who was talking to him. You know, I've had that same desire. I want to see God. And there is a way to see God, the visible presence of God. And, uh, you know, this, this few days that, uh, that the 23 from our church and others who joined us, the five other members of our church family who joined us there in Kenya, uh, you know, uh, we represented four nations, five people groups, six tribes in seven languages just in that one group. And we worked and ministered together as one body, the body of Christ. Everyone was, was, was doing what they did best. And it was just amazing to see that. And we reached out with love to the poor and to the widow, to the orphan, to the sick, to the hungry, to the lost, to the lonely. And you could see it in their eyes. You could see the changes. We went into homes, into the shacks, into the shanties, into just the, 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 the cloth-walled, small nine foot by nine foot dwellings dirt floor dwellings of people that that needed prayer we went and walked through the village there and and prayed for people uh, uh, people who were bedfast people who uh, you know had had uh, who we in the past have ministered to and didn't even know it and found out that that because of your outreach there because of you we had saved lives and got to meet some of those people and you know, we, as, as I said earlier, we fed more than a thousand people. We brought medical relief uh, to untold numbers of sick and infirmed. And we and, uh, built 10 permanent dwellings for families. And it was just, uh, just, just an amazing thing. We handed out much needed supplies. We gave out food. We gave out, uh, uh, you know, we played with children. We worshiped the Lord together. We prayed together with, 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 with hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and, uh, uh, and we witnessed uh, in private and in public, we were, we were able to share the gospel on the streets and able to share the gospel with people who, who uh, uh, served us in different capacities. And even our bus drivers and even our, our, uh, uh, you know, uh, our, our vehicle drivers were just, oh, you know, just overwhelmed and ended up coming to church. Uh, to hear us sing and hear us preach, and we got to share the word with 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 them, and uh, we we were just able to uh, um, bring a life changing message. It was a fruitful nine days together, and I just want to thank all of you who made it possible, because it's not only those who go to the field to work. The Bible says not only those who go to war. But those who stay by the stuff and those who strengthen the hands that labor and those who pay and those who pray and those who go, we all go together as a family. 
And the Bible says that we all inherit together. And so my prayer for each one of you, whether you're at church online this morning or here on campus or up working with the children, my prayer for each one of you is that God would hand you a reward in your eternity that when you get to your eternal dwelling place, that Almighty God would recognize you with a reward for the things that you have done and that we have done together. That's Bible. That's Scripture. It's not just a hearing well done when you walk through the gates. The Bible tells us that we lay up treasure for ourselves in heaven where neither rust nor, nor moth nor dust, nothing can corrupt. The Bible also tells us that we will all be rewarded according to our works that are done in this body. That's a reward that's waiting for you. And my prayer, and, and, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, by the way, and, 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 and God thanks you, and the people there every day thank you. They are blessed. And what they would say to you this morning, if you could hear them, they would say, Mungu Ababariki. They would say, God bless you all. Mungu Ababariki. God bless every one of you. And they would say it from the bottom of their hearts. And so this morning uh, is a special day today because I do know, I'm confident that there is a reward waiting for you in heaven. That puts a smile on my face and joy in my heart. The Bible says you should not desire to stand in the place that I stand as your teacher, as your pastor. Do you know that? The Bible says that this is not a place to be coveted. It's not a place to be desired. One of the reasons why is because you, the Bible says, because you are judged by a higher standard. One of the judgments that comes to my life is whenever I get to heaven. The Bible clearly says that I will have to give an account for your soul. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Now, you have to give an account for your soul, but also your pastor, your teacher, has to stand in front of God and give an account for your soul. What did I do to impact you for Jesus Christ? What did I do? in order to make you more fruitful and more productive, more godly, to give you a chance, an opportunity. That is a very interesting place, the Bible says. It's a very scary place for me. One of the reasons why I do my best to make some eternal investments for you. It's one of the reasons why we, here as a staff, as a team, as teachers, why we work a little harder. It's one of the reasons why this man sitting on the front row here, uh, uh, this, is, this is my pastor. It's one of the reasons why Pastor Vaughn has labored so diligently and still will not drop the baton. In fact, you know, he's, in, uh, he's, he's ministering in nursing homes now and reaching out and carrying his, his, his keyboard and singing and, and preaching in churches. When we don't see him here, it's because he's either ministering to family or else he's ministering in, in, in some other place. Why won't, he, uh, why, why won't he say it's finished? Because it is never finished. He knows like I know we will go to heaven and give an account for what God impregnated us with. 
God has given us gifts, the Bible says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. He gave the body of Christ a gift, and the gift was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. It is a gift to you. He is a gift. God gave him as a gift to me. And he will have to go to heaven and, and, and say, uh, you know, answer for whether he was valuable to me or not. In God's eyes. That's interesting, isn't it? One of the reasons why we want to make such an impact in your life. It's one of the reasons why I stand up here and scream. It's one of the reasons why I try to give you a passionate word. It's one of the reasons why I pray for you. It's one of the reasons why uh, you know, I, I study uh, constantly. It's one of the reasons why I, I, at, at my age and stage, I'm still going out. And, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, I got to build one of those houses. You know? Uh, why? Because of the eternal implications for your life, my life, our church. It's so important that we take the time we have and that we not squabble over simple things, that we not end up letting the devil divide us, letting the devil separate us. Come on, if there's something that's been a bump in your life, don't love the bump more than you love Jesus. Don't pay more attention to the problem than you do to the answer. Some things you just have to get over. Some things you just have to forget. Some things will be dealt with in heaven. But my goodness, don't waste your time. I just came from God reconciling families and ministries and churches and futures for the work of His and then the glory of His name on planet earth. We don't have that much time. Life is short. Don't waste time being divided over something more than you're working together for Christ. Put your differences aside. Put your hurts, your pains, your disappointments aside. My goodness, if Rahab could become the grandmother of Jesus, get over it. And if you don't get over it, it's not going to be my fault because I said get over it. I've given you the truth. There are some things you can't change. And they don't need to change you. You love the problem. You're paying more attention to the problem than you are to the opportunity. You're a nut. You're not seeing straight. Come on. Just decide, like I told them there that day, right now, from this moment forward, everything past is past. And if you cannot step into the future, you're going to be the only one left in the past because the rest of us aren't going back there. We prayed. We sealed the deal. Now in the name of Jesus, whoosh, let it go. The future. God is more interested in your future than in your past. Amen? Amen. Okay. Thank you so much. You know, we could, we could call it quits right here, couldn't we? My goodness. Well, I have seen the hand of the Lord reconciling. It's not the last time he's going to do it this year, by the way. There has, has come last year an anointing and a call on my life to do this.
I told you about it last year. We've spent the year doing it, and let me tell you, it is working. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and, and you know, uh, like Esther, if I hadn't done it, God would have raised up someone else. But thank God he didn't have to. It worked. And they each said that probably, in, in their world, they didn't say probably. I don't want to back down from what God did. They said that the only way it could have happened is God speaking to me and me making them do it, making them face it. Okay? And so, listen, there's something in your life. You have influence in your life. You have influence with some people. Perhaps at some moment it might be necessary to sit down with love and tell them that they need to get over it and they need to get on with the more important things of life. Okay? Yeah, just, you know. And, and, and if you can't change it, come on. Get connected with Jesus. You're not going to come into the unity of the doctrine. You're going to come into the unity of the faith that we believe in Jesus Christ. And we believe people go to hell that don't know him. And that's why we want to witness for him. And we want to see the visible presence of God. John chapter 20, before we end up going this morning to the book of Isaiah. John chapter 20, this is a, 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 a moment in the life of Jesus after he had uh, ministered with his disciples for three and a half years, had been arrested and beaten and crucified. He was dead, he was put into a tomb, and on the third day he raised from the dead, victorious over sin, death, hell, and the grave. And on the day, on that Sunday morning when he was resurrected... He appeared unto Mary Magdalene. Later, he appeared to his disciples. And that's where we catch him in the 20th chapter of John in verse 21. He appears to his disciples in an upper room. And this is what he says to them. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now, if you ever wanted to know your calling, if you ever have said, I wonder what I'm called to do, if you ever have said, oh, I don't know what I'm called to do, well, let me tell you what you are called to do. Okay? It's very, very, very simple. Here it is. As the Father sent Jesus, so he has sent you to do the very same things he was sent to do. Isn't that pretty simple? Yeah, there's only one plan. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Just like he sent me, I'm sending you. What you see Jesus doing is what you are supposed to do. That's your calling. Your calling is to do, go and do what Jesus came and did. That's pretty simple. You see, without you, Jesus has no hands, no feet, no voice, and no visible presence in the world. Think about it. Think about it. Without you, Jesus has no hands, he has no feet, he has no voice, and he has no visible presence in this world. God the Father sent Jesus. He filled him, the Bible says. He had the Spirit without measure. The Holy Spirit has come to us in the fullness 
of God's presence. And we are now Emmanuel, God with the people. We are the body of Christ. And when we say that, we often don't really think about it, but we are his body. We are him. What Jesus was sent to do, we are sent to do. Well, what was he sent to do? Well, the prophet Isaiah spoke concerning what what Messiah, what the Christ would, would be sent to do under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Here the prophet spoke as though he were speaking in first person, as though he were prophesying as Messiah. Isaiah chapter 61. Let's read this for just a moment and let me tell you what your calling is. Okay? In case, uh, in, in, in fact, uh, uh, you know, uh, just decide that today you're going to embrace your calling. You're going to see it. You're just going to embrace Isaiah 61. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking concerning the calling of Messiah. Verse 1, reading from the New King James Version. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3 to console those who mourn in Zion. And lastly, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why? So that they might be called. So it might change their lives. And they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Ultimately, that God may be glorified. Wow. You see, this passage contains the full expression of the purpose and the calling of Messiah. The full expression was to preach glad tidings, to preach good news, to preach glad tidings to the poor. Well, what's, what's good news to a poor person? You don't have to be poor anymore. That's a pretty good news, isn't it? Huh? There's somebody here to help you. You are an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ. You can become a child of the King. Wow. He sent us to proclaim liberty, to command prison doors to be opened. Interesting. To proclaim liberty, to make a proclamation. You're free. Liberty. You're free. You're free. You're free. Do you know how powerful it is? When you proclaim liberty to somebody who is captive, when you tell them that Jesus has made a way for them to be free, that Jesus will free them, you can give them and help them to have victory in the situation before they get victory over the situation. Because the next thing is, is to command the prison doors to open. Not only say, you're free, 
but step back and command the prison doors and those demons and those chains of darkness to fall. Speak to the chains. Speak to the mountains. Command those prison doors to open. Alcoholism, no longer do you have a hold in the name of Jesus. Cancer, you bow your knee. Prison doors open in Jesus' name. There's one thing to be set free in prison, and there's another thing to be set free out of prison to see those doors open up. Our calling is to speak to the mountains, to command the prison doors to open, to declare the year of Jubilee, to let people know that we are living in a day when God is restoring, when God is bringing back to us all those things that the enemy has robbed from us. And we need to make sure that we're not quiet about it. We need to declare it. You see, God Almighty, when He wanted to change the world, when He wanted to change the earth, when the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep, He stepped back and made a declaration. God still creates the fruit of the lips. And the Bible tells us that with our mouth, when the increase of our mouth, we will be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And what we say makes a difference. What we say over the earth, what we say over our nation, what we say over our families, prophesy. Step back and declare. Prophesy. Get in your closet. Get in the streets. Get on a high mountain and speak and declare that the prison doors are open. Boy, I'm preaching good. <laughs> it's not me. It's him who is in me. Evidently, he don't want me to get a spanking when I get to heaven. The fifth thing was to comfort all who mourn. Listen, there's a, you, you might look at verse 2 and verse 3 and say, well, that's kind of repetitive. Comfort all who mourn in Zion. Console, uh, you know, uh, uh, comfort all who mourn and then console those who are in Zion. No, no listen, there, there, there's a difference. We are called to comfort every person, whether they're a born-again Christian or not. No matter what, what age and stage or situation, circumstance, religion or background or circum, whatever they're going through, wherever they are, we are commanded to bring comfort to every person. Comfort all who mourn, all who are having trouble, all who are under pressure, all who are oppressed. But then again, we are commanded to console those who are in Zion, to come alongside those and to offer some greater assistance, emotional, spiritual encouragement to those who walk in our shoes, to those who of our household. The Bible says do good unto all men, but especially to those who are of the household of faith. We carry a burden. We are a light. And we need to make sure we're not only comforting all, but we need to pay special attention to our brothers and sisters who are in great need all over the earth, reaching out and helping those who are born again with the burdens that they carry. It's, it, it's important that we go to the lost and lead the lost to salvation, but we cannot forget the saved. We cannot forget the burdens of those who, who serve God, who are our family, and yet are under such great pressure and worry and, and pain, persecution. And then to give. To give. We are called to give. 
to give what? Oh, we're not, I'm not talking about money, but you know, if you love Jesus, he has your heart, he has your money. But we're called to give uh, the same thing Jesus was, beauty for ashes. You know, that word beauty, you know what it means in the, in the Hebrew? It means bonnet. Isn't that interesting? We've sang that, you know, give me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. You all remember the song? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. You all know that song. That's how we used to learn scripture back in the day. And beauty for ashes. I've sang that, I've read it, I've preached it, but I never knew that the word means bonnet. <laughs> bonnet, an ornament of the head. That's interesting. Doesn't it? No, interesting. Likened to perhaps a crown. Beauty for ashes. You know what the word ashes means? means or it equals you know the word ashes is basically connected to a, a worthlessness you know i was worthless jesus came and gave me a crown in exchange for my worthlessness yeah you know jesus offers a crown of jewels to the worthless in exchange for their worthlessness that's what i'm supposed to be out doing i'm supposed to be out seeking the worthless Give them also the oil of joy for mourning, you know, gladness for grief, and also helping them to embrace the garment of praise instead of being under that mantle of darkness, rather a mantle of praise, um, so that God can be glorified. Well, uh, let me cut to the chase here. The visible presence of God. You know, as I said earlier, he has no hands and no feet and no voice in the earth. He has no visible presence in the earth except you. How are you doing with that? Yeah, I'm not here to, to talk about your past. I'm here to talk about your future. Okay? We're going to leave here in a moment, and I'm going to commission you to go out of these doors under your calling and, and to be busy with your calling and I'm also going to encourage you to realize you are the visible presence of God in the earth. You are the only God some people are going to see. You're the only expression of Jesus that they know. You know let's all decide that we're going to do a little better with that, you see, because you are called to be the visible presence of God in this world. That's your calling. That's your calling. It doesn't get any more simple or any more complex than that. You are called by God to be His visible presence in the earth. Just as God sent Jesus, after Jesus was resurrected, He said to His disciples, I'm sending you. And then the Bible says He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that you receive the Holy Spirit so that you might be that visible presence of God in the earth to preach the good news, to proclaim liberty, to command prison doors to open, to, to declare the year of Jubilee, to comfort all who mourn, and, and also to console saints and to give value to the worthless. 
in order to bring value to the worthless, you must value the worthless yourself. I challenge you. Love those that God loves. And he so loved the world that he gave. He gave us beauty for ashes. I'll leave you with Matthew, the ninth chapter, verse 37 and 38. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Thank you. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for all you have done. Now let's go out and be Jesus. Let's go out and be the Jesus that people can see. Let them see you not reacting like everybody else. Let them see you with a different answer, with a hope, with a faith, with a trust, with a love. Let them see you different. Let your light shine. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.